Biden recently visited with the Pope and proclaimed, The Pope is happy that I am a good Catholic and should keep receiving communion. However, 222 out of about 233 Catholic bishops in America disagree. Is this even a problem, and why do I care if I'm not Catholic? Welcome to Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard. Let's get started. Again, welcome to Church Public. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you have not checked this out before, please do go to churchpublic.com. You can find all the old episodes there. And if you are on any one of the streaming platforms, the podcast platforms, go ahead and subscribe and like and hit the notifications so that you get any of these new episodes that come out. I try to give you information on new things, new news, news events that come out as they do. I'm not going to be able to hit everything because there's just too much out there, but I try to hit things that are important to the faith. They're important to understand from a Christian perspective and how we deal with this culture. That's why I started Church Public. It is to help you follow Jesus first and foremost, and then how do you engage with the culture? Because the culture more and more is just going plain out insane, and I want to help you deal with that as best as I can. So again, I am Matt Odegaard. I'm here to help. You can check me out at churchpublic.com, any of the socials at Church Public, and I look forward to hearing from you. So as I mentioned, sweet Joe Biden recently visited with the Pope, and According to Joe Biden, specifically and directly, he said, quote, the Pope said, uh, the Pope is happy that I am a good Catholic and I should keep receiving communion, end quote. Uh, As I mentioned, around 222 out of 233 Catholic bishops kind of disagreed with him um, because Biden had said, according to the White House report, that he and the Pope did not discuss abortion during their 75-minute meeting. And when he was asked about whether they talked about abortion, he said, no, Uh, it didn't come up. But we did talk about the fact that I'm a good Catholic and I should keep receiving communion. To me, that equates to, I really did something wrong at school. I went into the principal's office and I talked to the principal and the principal said, hey, you're good. So I went home to my parents and I don't have a note from the principal or anything. And I, 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 you know, parents, you didn't get a phone call from the principal or anything, but trust me, the principal said, I am good to go. Don't worry about it. We talked it out. I don't need any kind of, you know, suspension or any kind of penalty for anything that I did specifically and intentionally against the rules of the school, which I did, but we're all good because the principal was happy with me and, and, you know, I'm a good student. If you were any kind of parent, you would go, I feel like something is missing from this story. Yeah, I feel the same way about this story between uh, Biden and the Pope, but hey, maybe we'll never know because the Vatican has declined to comment. Um, They just uh, went on to say that and apparently, this is a rule, apparently, that the, the Vatican has a policy, long-standing policy, about not commenting on specific statements attributed to the Pope during private meetings. They went on to say, quote, this was a private conversation, end quote. So, again, we'll never know. We'll never know what the Pope said. Maybe we will, but at this point, we don't know. We don't know what the Pope said. We don't know what Biden said. We just know that apparently now they're buddy-buddy and, and Biden can do no wrong. Okay, so here, here's here's the problem, and here's the issue, and, and here's here's what we need to get to today. Because my opening question was, 
does this matter? Do you care? I'm not, you know, you're saying I'm not Catholic, so I don't, I don't care what Biden did. I don't care what the Pope did. Um, but, but you should care. You, you should care because it, what matters is what does this have to do with me? If I'm just a follower of Jesus, what does it have to do with me? If I'm, I'm just a Catholic, what does it have to do with me? If I'm a Protestant and, and not related in this? Well, it, it we're going to get to that. But before we get to that, as I mentioned, there is a little bit of controversy. And and I'm not sure exactly how deep the controversy goes because I'm not a Catholic. And some of this doesn't matter to me. But we have to see what's happening here because the worldview, and that's what we look at. We look at culture. We look at worldview. The worldview on this makes a difference because life makes a difference. Every human life makes a difference. Abortion makes a difference because we're not supposed to kill random people. We're not supposed to kill babies that don't deserve to die. These are things that, regardless of Catholic, Protestant, whatever, you should know and you should be following as a believer in any um, in, in any particular denomination. That should be a given. So now the controversy thickens with 228 of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops who voted to approve a document on the Sacrament of Holy Communion. Now, no names of politicians or celebrities or anything else were shared in this particular document or in this meeting that they had. That's probably intentional and probably wise on their behalf. But this is the first doctrinal document on the Eucharist, the Communion, the Sacrament of Communion, in around 15 years. And it definitely is timed according to some of these Catholic politicians who clearly support abortion. And I guess I should say, quote-unquote, Catholic politicians, because, as we've mentioned before, a founding document or, or a, a dogma, a belief in the Catholic Church is human life begins at conception and human life matters, therefore abortion is not allowed in the Catholic Church. That is just point of fact. Like, there is no way around it. We don't know what the Pope has said. We don't know if this Pope, who happens to be one of the most liberal Popes that the Catholic Church has maybe ever had, perhaps this particular liberal Pope is waning from actual Catholic doctrine. That's a problem, and it's actually a bigger problem. We'll have to return to that when we find out more about this. But in the meantime, we can say for the 2,000 years of Catholic history and church history by and large, including Reformation and Protestantism, the idea that a life is valuable and has merit, even more so in Protestantism, should point us directly to the fact that abortion is just wrong. Because ending human life for no reason is wrong. So, this controversy between the Catholic Church, potentially the Pope, all of these other United States Catholic bishops, and all of these politicians rages on. So this document was titled The Mystery of the Eucharist in the Life of the Church, and it was approved, as I mentioned, by a vote of 222 to 8, and I believe there were three who decided not to vote. That's a pretty overwhelming majority, and the numbers, by and large, don't matter themselves, but the numbers do matter when you say that is a huge percentage who are saying not just that you know following Christ is important, but following Christ and calling yourself a Christian or calling yourself a Catholic and, and saying you're part of the Catholic Church but not abiding by Catholic doctrine is actually a big deal. And I would agree. And I would agree, too, we're going to extend this into Protestantism because it does have a corollary 
But before we even get there, you have to do what you believe. Otherwise, you just don't believe it. We've talked about hypocrisy in the past, and that's one of the things we continue to flesh out as we go through time, that if you say you believe something but don't do it, that's hypocrisy. If you say you believe something and fail at doing it, even though you tried, that's not hypocrisy, that's just failure, which we all do, because as Romans says, we're all sinners. Even though we're saved, we still make mistakes because we are not yet fully sanctified. That means made perfect, made holy, until we get to see Jesus face to face on the other side of heaven. So those two things are vastly different. We have to remember that those two things are vastly different. What we have is politicians. You could even say two of the most powerful politicians in all of America saying they believe a certain thing but not willing to do it because instead... They would rather go with the culture. This is the bigger cultural value that we have to look at. This worldview issue that if the Bible says a certain thing, if your church says a certain thing, if Jesus says a certain thing, and you say, I'm a follower, but I'm not going to do that thing, are you really a follower? That's the question I have. That's the question the Pope should have. And that's the question these bishops are clearly raising. They're saying, if you're not following the tenets of the Catholic Church, which come from the word of God, are you really a Catholic? And if you're not a Catholic, you cannot participate in this communion. Now, I recognize, so don't don't give me all your messages that I'm misunderstanding Catholicism. I understand that I'm overgeneralizing how communion works, how Catholicism works. I'm just trying not to bore you with the theological details of transubstantiation and all that other shenanigans. So, I want to continue on with what this... United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has talked about, they said, quote, lay people who exercise some form of public authority have a special re- responsibility to form their conscience in accordance with church's faith and moral law and serve the human family by upholding human life and human dignity, according to the Washington Post. This is what we're talking about. If you are the head of the nation, literally, and you say you're a follower of Jesus through the Catholic Church, but you don't do it, you are not doing your diligence of being a follower. Whether you're in the Catholic Church, whether you are a Protestant in a, in a Reformed Church, any kind of denomination, it doesn't matter if you... And, and that's why I delineate this and even and broaden this out to all believers. If you say you are following God, we talked about this even just the other day, but you don't, then are you following God? That is really the bottom line question. People like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, who are incredibly outspoken about the issue of abortion and its availability, they want it for all people at all time. We've covered that over and over again in the past. I'm not going to cover it in detail at this time, but it stands to note that, um, for instance, Nancy Pelosi, let me get this for you here. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, who um, who earlier this year, she had a press briefing where funding abortion with federal tax dollars. I don't have the clip. I, I was looking for it, but I don't have it. So I'll just I'll just quote you some of the things she said, and that's fine. You can go look for it if you want to. Earlier this year. 
She said at her press briefing that funding abortion with federal tax dollars is a matter of, quote, fairness and justice. And she cited her faith as a devout Catholic to explain why. She says, quote, as a devout Catholic and a mother of five in six years. And at that point in the in the um, interview, she kind of like winked or gave a little weird nod. Like, look at how amazing I am that I am the mother of six or, or sorry, five in six years. Anyway, doesn't matter. Lots of kids. She goes on to say, quote, almost in the day, it is not up to me to dictate that's what other people should do. And it's an issue of fairness and justice for poor women in our country. End quote. I've talked about this before, but it stands to point out that I need to talk about it again. (laughs) That is like the most condescending statement I've heard in a while. She says, and this is the quote again, I'm amazing and amazing as a mom, and I was able to have five kids in six years. Wink, wink. I'm an amazing mom, but you, sad poor person, should be able to kill your baby because you're not as cool as me. If you didn't hear that in the words, listen to them again. As a devout Catholic and mother of five in six years, I feel God blessed my husband and me with our beautiful family. Five children in six years, she repeats. But it's not up to me to dictate that's what other people should do. It's an issue of fairness and justice for poor women in our country. End quote. Those are her words. She doesn't like you. She doesn't want you to have kids. She wants you to be able to kill them because you're not as cool as her. If that sounds harsh, I don't know what to tell you. These are not my words. These are her words. She is clearly flaunting her fruitfulness and saying that it's fine if you... I would never do this abortion because it's gross and wrong but you obviously have the right to do it because you're poor again not my words this sounds terrible but this is what i'm reading and this is the issue that we have to deal with these people think they're better than you we've heard that over and over with all of the different kinds of things that they've done especially over the last year and change this particular individual nancy pelosi you will remember when she shut down her entire state and had to wear masks and not go out and do all the other things, went unmasked, unmasked and got her hair done because she's a celebrity and politician and needs to look good in front of the camera, in front of you, but you can't go, but I need to go because I'm better than you. This is the type of person that we're dealing with, and this is the second you know, highest political person, apparently, in America. It comes back to this idea of they want the credibility or the bonus points for being Catholic, for having some kind of faith connection, while at the same time saying, but I'm not going to follow anything the Catholic Church says. And you have Joe Biden saying, well, the Pope loves me and we're all good, so I'm just going to keep doing communion. I, I think it's a great measure that these this United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has said, no. If you're not following the tenets of the Catholic Church vis-a-vis following the Bible's tenets, following after Jesus, you don't get to participate in the blessings of the Catholic Church either. Again, theology aside and certain dogma aside. And then we do have to turn to Joe Biden for a moment and, and talk about some of the things that he has said and done over the last year because you have to remember he's been in some kind of United States office for almost 50 years at this point. And in that time, for almost all of it, 
up until 2019, just in the last couple of years, year and change, he was at least against taxpayer-funded abortion. And some of the other values he has regarding abortion are questionable, whether he just said them or really believed them. I don't know. I'm not even going to surmise. It doesn't matter. But he was pro-Hyde Amendment up until 2019. As a reminder, the Hyde Amendment stops most taxpayer your dollars from going directly to abortion. And he even said, I have a quote for you here. It would be, quote, morally wrong. This is Biden talking. It would be before 2019. It would be morally wrong to coerce taxpayers into paying for what they believe to be murder, end quote. That was Biden talking about using taxpayer dollars for abortion until 2019 when he was running for president and realized that and perhaps was asked that since what this euphemism of women's health care, women's rights, women's rights to choose, all of these other things, euphemisms for abortion, it's such a big topic that he must come out in support of abortion. And in about a second, he flip-flopped immediately on all of the promotion that he had for the Hyde Amendment up until that point and now has become after becoming president, the most pro-abortion president, I believe, in history. And it's not just pro-choice. He is definitely pro-abortion because of the policies that he's doing. Again, you have to look at the policies as well as the words, because he's even said earlier this year that he now does not believe life even begins at conception, which is a tenet of the Roman Catholic Church, which we'll get to in a moment, and is also a position that he's held for who knows how long, 50 years, until the point that apparently he doesn't hold that position anymore. And he, I mean, the Mexico City policy, there's a bunch of other policies that he has put into place, as well as even in the Texas example, right, with the Texas six-week abortion ban, he brought the power of the Federal Department of Justice on the state of Texas to try and stop the abortion ban in Texas. He clearly is pro-abortion, not just pro-choice. But we have to get back to the Roman Catholic Church, because if you say that you're pro-abortion, you say that life doesn't begin at conception, that is a tenet of the Roman Catholic Church, as well as, again, if you're a Protestant, this is where these worlds begin to mix. And we need to be on the same side on things like this, regardless of some of the other dogma and dictates. We know that... According to scripture, God says, before you breathed, I knew you. Uh, my favorite example that I've given before is the example of Jesus in the womb, meeting his cousin, John, in the womb. And the babies like laughed, and, or they didn't laugh, uh, the mom laughed. The babies like kicked and they had some kind of spiritual moment before they were even born. I love that example and it shows me that something is going on before babies are born. And if we were really honest about it, we all obviously know that's true. So this is not new. This abortion issue has been raging even before the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision. It, it has been raging for a long time. This isn't new, but it is important now, and it has escalated now because the President of the United States and the Speaker of the House and many other politicians are saying they're religious or following after a certain thing or Christian or other things but not actually doing it. And for me, that's always the bigger issue. Just like James and Paul, who say, if James saying, like, if you have words, but your works, your actions don't follow it up, then what are you doing? And Paul says a similar thing in some of his letters. 
we have to back up our words with our actions. It's really important. That is where the hypocrisy comes in, and that's what drives me crazy. And that's what, when Jesus is dealing with the Pharisees, one of the things that he most gets upset about is is dealing with these Pharisees that tell you to follow all of the rules, but I, the more magnificent and holy person, don't have to. Jesus was not happy about that. Um, And we need to take note of that. And first of all, we need to make sure our lives are lined up in this. Of course, that's always the first thing. This is the plank eye syndrome. Like if you have a splinter in your eye or if you have a plank sticking out of your eye and you don't see the issues that you're dealing with, you got to figure that out. You got to deal with that. But then we also have to go out and say, hey, brother in Christ, sister in Christ, you're saying you believe and you're saying you follow, but you're not. And as apparently an example to millions in America, the president, the most powerful person in the United States, who's saying they're a devout follower and even saying the leader of the whole religion, uh, the, the, of the whole Roman Catholic Church, the Pope, is saying, yeah, I'm cool, I'm okay, so follow everything that I'm doing. In this instance of Paul saying, you know, follow me as I follow Christ, I want to be an example of Christ to you, the president is not doing a very good job of that, at the least, let's just say. Obviously, most of us know that intrinsically, but the why is really important. And these are some of those issues where you can look and say specifically, yeah, that's not good. It's not good to claim to be a follower in this way and to not be living up to it. So this is not a new issue, but it is important. And it matters because whether Catholic or Protestant, the sanctity of life does matter. And we need to protect the unborn. Again, you should know that. You should feel that in your heart. Obviously, this is a really important point. But there is a point that is beyond that. There's a point that I come back to quite a bit on this show, and that is the issue of truth. We really need to live in the truth. You either follow Jesus or you don't follow Jesus. There really is no other way. There's no middle way. If you call yourself a believer, if you call yourself a follower, you need to do also the right things. That's what I was talking about with Paul and with James and, of course, with Jesus too. Jesus says, why don't you do what I say? Um, I know we all fail sometimes, but it's also important to do the right thing. And if you represent that you're a Catholic, if you represent even, you know, this is the extension, if you represent that you're a Christian, you need to try to live according to Christ. I know. Paul also says, I try and do the right things and I can't do the right things. There is grace for that. That's the good news of the gospel. We don't have to be perfect. We don't even have to present as perfect. But we have to try to do those things that we say we're going to do. It's issues like this where you just see someone saying, well, I'm not going to do what the church is going to do, but it's okay because I'm a special person and I get a pass because I am such a special person. That's not Christian. That's not that that's not it. Like that's not the way we need to go. So we need to present what the truth is and follow after Jesus who is literally the truth. If you're a Catholic, if you're a Protestant, you take the whole thing as a passage, a, a package, excuse me. The, the different denominations may disagree on various things. I totally understand that. That's why I'm not personally a Catholic. But you also don't get to start your own religion with your own rules. And that's what I keep seeing over and over and over again, now modeled by arguably the two most powerful politicians in at least the country, maybe the world. 
That's a very bad religious example. So I'm going to continue to track this story and other stories like it. I mentioned Texas and the six-week abortion ban, which has been on and off and in and out of the courts. It probably will continue to be in and out of the courts. You also have the Mississippi case that's coming before the Supreme Court shortly that may actually lean into whether Roe v. Wade was a constitutional decision at all, which will be interesting to watch. As always, I do thank you for listening. Check out churchpublic.com and keep the faith.